The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, Rebrand, we're about to start. As you all know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns by the marketers who build them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. Today, we're going to hear something really fun. Joining us is Hamish Campbell, who is the VP Executive Creative Director at Pearl Fisher, which is a future-focused strategic design agency. They create more describable ideas for the future. What they say is we design for life. And I see a little register there, which is cool. The agency creates brands as living, breathing exercises from powerful identities to multi-central worlds. From their connected studios in London, New York, they form partnerships with all of their clients around the world through unique and connected areas of expertise, future strategies, design, and realization. Here's my conversation with Hamish Campbell, the VP Executive Creative Director at Pearl Fisher. All right, man. And McDonald's has been in the news a lot. Talk to us about McDonald's. What makes great work in today's society and what is different from what it was maybe back in our good old days of 10 years ago? Yeah, I think McDonald's was huge. I mean, you don't really get a sense of scale from McDonald's until you start working with them of just how big and how many in the billions of touch points they have with people every day with inside that and truly global and you know i don't know this is true but i would feel that are we one of the largest consumer companies in the world and what they do and i think what we've seen in the past is rightly so when the packaging is probably the main touch point everyone sees of the brand and spends the most time with you know in a fast food company they sort of lend into sort of maybe more marketing messaging with inside that promotions and I think when you do that, they often kind of lose the core truth of the brand. You know, why people love McDonald's, why you start going there, why you have that nostalgia memory of maybe a road trip with your parents or friends and you stop off and you're hungry and you get some chicken nuggets or a Big Mac or something with inside that, that have that sort of break and bring that smile back to your face versus pushing these campaigns that sort of almost water down the brand a little bit. There's so much going on in QSR. I, I did a blog the other day on LinkedIn and talked a lot about it. I mean, just recently had the chief strategy officer, Wyden Kennedy, talking us through McDonald's and the, I think it was the MLB campaigns. And I, I, I've seen Wyden's kind of roadshow and the McDonald's work. It's freaking insane. And now you've seen so many copycats of like everyone getting a celebrity on board the way they got Travis Scott. Do you think we're going to hit maybe celebrity fatigue with consumers as everybody is rolling out that brand spokesperson? I'm still a big fan of A-level talent representing brands because they have now reach on social media and, and you kind of get, a, I feel like, a two for one in terms of their owned audience and their fandom, as well as like the actual talent of endorsement. But what do you think in kind of the games out there? And again, is 
everybody capitalizing? I, I think you made another great point, and maybe we should table that about just the package design and the elements of design that maybe other QSR people aren't using the way McDonald's has used it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's such a spectrum because I've seen partnerships and endorsements from every single company because we're in this. So, like, what? This seems irrelevant. This is like someone's agreed to like a big paycheck and you can put my name on it. And that's all it is. And, you know, the brand's hoping they've got a big enough following to boost sales. But I think when it's done right and it's actually people who truly care about it and passionate about it, then I think audiences recognize that. They're looking for authenticity. And, you know, that could be a mega A list. Hollywood star, or it could be someone starting out to be an influencer with 10,000 followers on Instagram or something like that, or TikTok, depending if people believe in them. You know, you go from the insane things Ryan Reynolds is doing with Wrexham Football Club with inside that. And and it's crazy, but you you believe those tears when his team goes there. He's not just doing it to like build this Mm -hmm. club up and sort of sell. So I think on that level, it works. But then there's others that are a bit like, oh, this is just a money deal. So yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think it, it sort of comes down to authenticity. And I think that's really important for branding. I think consumers have never been more aware of what brands are doing. You can research, dig more than you ever could before, and you get found out and bullshit we called on you pretty quickly if it is something just made up for us, just like a marketing ploy. What sort of design trends are, or can we expect to see in QSR or, or that you would recommend? Or I, I love hearing you talk about the black and like, I don't know, like we were yeah. talking earlier about gushers and kind of adding a little yeah. more kind of, what was the term I can't remember? Brought some edge. I think when- Edge, that's right. When we worked with like McDonald's, like with, there's so many offerings and sandwiches and products they, they had and it's not just the products they have in America, they have some crazy stuff in Japan and other countries that you, you sort of don't see. And we we had to build a system that was one, you know, the speed that people work in the kitchen have to put these sandwiches together is something like 90 seconds from order to completion, which is hmm. insane. And then to be able to navigate each wrapper or box or whatever we produce with, as long as then it had to work for consumers in the bag at home to bring that joy and you know, which is your sandwich. So an incredibly complex system had to be distilled down to simplicity with inside that. And we wanted it to make you smile. And this all came out of this sort of one moment of where we were doing the egg McMuffin and we had this aha where we just put a dot on a white bit of paper and we're like, it's an egg. Like, this is all you need to know. Oh, like, how can you yeah. distill it down? Like when it's a wrap, it's an egg. And you know, the joy of just making the circle slightly imperfect, like a yolk was like you get this message and how simply can you drive that across all of it and then the challenge was to repeat that across all all the sort of products around there and have that simplicity and there was these beautiful moments where thrive box the most like one of the most iconic piece of packaging out there and we didn't want to change it like so this is perfect but it had used to have thin yellow lines on the back of the pack and this was there to sort of hide the grease spills from from the fries. So we said, well, why don't we just make them fries? Like, why don't these lines actually do something versus just be pinstripes and make the box feel filler and more playful? And you start seeing like really fun quotes on Twitter or Twitch or sort of people going, hey, this isn't fair. I thought my box was full. I kept grabbing more. <laughs> they realized it was the pattern. And seeing like consumers actually interact and be sort of playful with the packaging was that sort of moment of joy you wanted to bring back to McDonald's versus this sort of marketing message. Talk to us more yeah. about some of the package design stuff. This is freaking awesome, especially QSR. Like, how do you, your team come up with that? Maybe some other cool case studies and examples. There's always like 
I've always pushed things to be as simple as possible. Like it takes too long to explain. It's not good enough. But inside that, I've got to be able to get it in an instant. And another example is the sort of silhouette of fish, which seems to be everyone's like, what is this sort of sandwich, whether it's your favorite or not? But adding waves and hiding a little fish that just comes up when you lift up the box just made everyone kind of smile. And now we're in the studio. It's like, we fucking love this. You know, <laughs> like we're, we're inside it. So I think, I think it's always always that push. And then and I probably speak about copper tone before, but one of the things we did there is brown's been around for decades. And it's actually one of the most most recognizable by sort of on-site sort of brands with inside of people know what, you know, the, the little Miss Copper Tone, the, the young girl on the front of the pack was. But she was least used. Like it was only on the baby pack, like hidden small. And we said, you have this amazingly powerful icon and yeah, perhaps she was drawn in the 50s and isn't quite appropriate for today's world, but she could stand for so much more and you've relegated this amazing, powerful tool. And we brought her back to the, the sort of front of the pack and this idea of seize the sun. And what Coppertone does is, you know, they're a brand who actually created the SPF categorizing with inside mm. that. So they're actually a hugely innovative uh, brand that I didn't even know until I started working with them. And said, so you need to lead this. You know, there's lots of cool brands like Sunbum coming into your marketplace yes. that people are liking and being relevant to young audiences. Well, you you have the right to lead that category. And this idea of changing the language that people spoke about within design, where everything was like safeguard or defense or everything against the sun, and it was about hiding. There's almost language you could put to quite strong cleaning products that you might sit under your like sink and said. Well, the sun actually is so important. It's powerful. When you've got vitamin D, you feel better. And we should be about embracing it. And what copper tone does, it protects you to allow to embrace it. So we shouldn't be talking mm. negatively. We should be talking positively and being able to flip people's perceptions of how we were seeing categories gave me insight. And that now Little Miss Coppertone, we can redraw her to be an icon and a symbol versus a character mm. to be like a symbol of sort of positivity and opportunity and particularly being sort of a young female, the opportunity of what that can inspire and what the brand can do in the future with inside that gives them, you know, loads more opportunity. Where are brands getting it wrong? Especially in the package design side. I, I heard simplicity. If you're not explaining that, I couldn't agree with you more. But I, I didn't think of it from a design package element. I mean, I just see so many packages, just a bunch of shit on it. Yeah. And, and is it from a color palette standpoint? Is it like, where do you see a lot of brands screwing this up? I, th I think it's when you, you just do it for trend. One of the sort of worst things, you know, the amount of resource and stuff we can find online is amazing. But everyone's looking at the same crap. And if we're all looking at the same crap, nothing's going to be different. So I think as really about finding a point of difference. And we sort of talk in time a bit about sort of truth and desire and like, what is that like core truth to a brand? Like it'll never sort of change. So like, why does this brand exist? And then you build desire around it. And desire can flex and change with culture and, and trends that's sort of happening, but the core truth should always be there. Where I think a lot of brands come out and particularly, I think we've been in a phase that's almost maximalism. Everyone's been locked away in COVID. We're so desperate to do something and sort of break out and everything's like covering everything. And I've, I've enjoyed it, but I think that's sort of going away. And I think it's sort of coming back to actually that simplicity, that sort of idea that how do you find a discerning way to do it? And you layer on what AI is going to do on top of that to sort of generative, truly original ideas or not becomes quite interesting. Talk to me more about desire. I haven't heard kind of brand attributes or branding built around or even heard the word desire around yeah. branding. I think it's super interesting. Could you yeah. talk to me a little bit more about that? 
Yeah, so I mean, our sort of philosophy probably on our website is talking about design for life. And this is all about creating emotional connections of the individual to the brands. And we see that by doing it through desire. So desire isn't have to be kind of, it can lean into like, what is this weird sexual thing you're trying to do? It's not, it's, it's actually about a connection. It's about like something you want and you want to connect with, with inside it. So I think the last sort of probably 15 years, the massive shift of brands is like, it used to be big global brand dictate to consumers that you should do this, look this mm-hmm. way, be that way. And it's done a full 118. It's now consumers dictating up and brands need to be able to speak to an, an intellectual level. And as soon as Coke did sort of individual names on the random prints on bottles, that was the highest thing. So we need to speak to you, not just a collective and what's relevant to you with, with inside that. And that's where we sort of see desire and design for life is sort of a key philosophy we follow when we're sort of approaching our work. Damn, the desire thing is really intriguing. And, and we go look at your website again. To your point, yeah, it could have a sexual kind of connotation to it, right? But I do think there's so much maybe more behind that of this feeling of like maybe uncovering what you want, basically. Yeah. Like what is your want? What is your need? What is your desire? And let's build brand. Let's build packaging around that. That's exactly what it's all about. So how do, how do we build that whole world where the packaging might be one part of it, but every element needs to connect back to whatever that desire is? Well, hell yeah. We, I mean, we nailed it in the nick of time by finding... I, I really think that's super interesting. I can't wait to dive more into that. I can see why some of those iconic packaging you've done and, and campaigns and brand, of course, with, with some of the, you know, the clients you, you've had and worked with. Thank you for enlightening us. Maybe any final words before we end it? I, I just thought that was great. Thank you for coming on. I mean, it's been fantastic. And everyone wants to reach out to me and speak to me. I think you gave my LinkedIn details, please do. But Scott, this was awesome. And happy to talk to you about geeking out on design at any time. Absolutely. Do you guys have case studies or anything, or maybe some recent designs that people go look at? I, I definitely, I'm, I'm such a visual person. I want to go geek out on some of uh, that. I mean, most of them are on our website. So take a look or follow us on our Instagram. Cool. What's your Instagram? So I'm Hamish underscore C. Hamish underscore C. Okay. Yeah, go yeah. find it there. And then the company website again. Pearlfisher.com. Pearlfisher.com. Love it. Yeah. You're awesome, brother. Thanks for coming on. Have a great week and uh, can't wait to see some of your work. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, audience. If you didn't have a chance to take notes, again, rebrandpod.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. If you know someone that needs to be on here, we look at submissions, I think, weekly or bi-weekly. We're getting some great, great candidates coming in. I'm super excited. Some some big-time brands, some really, really high-profile people with some great stories. So you can find me just anywhere you need. Scott Harkey on pretty much you know LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, or X or whatever you call it. So here's your, we're going to end here, but we're just remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand.